can we just call on his name together? We say, Jesus. Go and invite him in. He'll meet you at your need. He's Lord over sickness. Sickness has to bow. of his name <laughs> demons tremble bless your name Jesus if we can just call on the name of Jesus you know just take a moment right now and think about the goodness of his name how great his name is his name is like no other name. The Bible says that, that it's a name that was given for salvation. Emmanuel, God with us. It's a name that has been given that, that people have sought after throughout the Old Testament. And, and God has revealed it unto us and we can call on him. His name is a strong tower. The Bible said the righteous can run into it and be safe. If you just call upon his name, he said, who, whoever, bless you, Jesus, whoever calls upon his name shall be saved. I called upon his name and he saved me. And I know others that have called upon his name and he saved them as well. And it's a continual echo. It's a continual call that we make daily, every moment through the fibers of our being we are yet calling upon the name of Jesus. I want to thank you for joining us on this seventh day of January. I'm not asking you to excuse me. You know, usually you say excuse me, but but you know, I'm just feeling uh, the worship. I'm just feeling the song about calling on the name of the Lord and thinking about His goodness and what He has done in my life. And so, again, I want to thank you for joining us on the 7th day of January 2021. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live, SML, Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Our Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. Oh my God, bless you, Jesus. Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Uh, that hasn't changed from 2020 <laughs> and it's not going to change uh, this year either. Uh, we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. No matter what you may have been through, no matter what you may have done, what you may have been taught or encountered, uh, let me tell you, if you get into the word of God and you start following the instructions that God gives, things will change. It will turn around. You know, I was uh, having a conversation with a, a good a friend of mine, another pastor, and we were talking about how uh, people break things and they want God to fix it. You know, God has empowered us. 
to fix whatever needs to be done by obeying his word. Listen, if you desire to, uh, to be saved, if you're looking for a church home, uh, ministry and growth, we invite you to join us and uh, we let God be God. That's what it's about. Let God be God. And so uh, we're taking the year with purpose where we are taking the year with purpose. Let me say that again. We're taking the year with purpose and I hope you would join us and do the same. Uh, I've mentioned uh, on Tuesday and I'll mention it again tonight that, you know, um, if you just do not have a day that you consecrate unto the Lord, I want you to think of at least one day. Just take one day and set it aside that you're going to fast and seek the Lord, not for things, but seek him for his wisdom, seek him for his knowledge and the saving of souls. Those are three very important things that will benefit you in your natural life as well as your spiritual life. And so uh, find a day that you're going to fast, that you're going to consecrate unto the Lord, not going to put up with any foolishness. You know, you go, uh, you're not going to put up with uh, anything that is outside of your fast. You're going to consecrate. You're going to uh, shut it down. You know, you're not going to spend a day um, on uh, gaming or anything like that. You're going to focus on the Lord. And at the same time, get your job done, get your studies done for school, get your work done for your employer, you know, but we want to take the year with purpose. There is purpose in our lives. And, you know, we want to yield ourselves unto God. He has a purpose for us. He has a purpose for you. Remember to take, the word take means to lay hold on something with one's hands and move it to a particular place. And you may have to use force and that's all right. Uh, you may have to use force. The, the kingdom of heaven suffers violent, uh, but the violent taken by force we we may have to use some some force but not like the foolishness that we've seen recently on television you know that you've seen on the internet or anything like that that's foolishness and so god is not about that foolishness and if anyone that that says differently uh tell them to speak to pastor carl henderson tell them to go get counsel from their pastor because god doesn't con condone confusion he's not the author of confusion and so uh uh, saints of God, his elect, uh, do not carry on uh, that way. Matter of fact, uh, whomever God, <coughs> excuse me, whomever God places in position, uh, if it's of his will, it, we're to pray for them, whether you like it or not, whether they are righteous or unrighteous, uh, the, the heart of the king is in God's hand. Uh, and I, I'm just so looking at what was going on just briefly you know i didn't stand there and watch all of that foolishness but if you think that was something don't get left behind the antichrist will have the hearts and minds of people worldwide with signs and wonders the bible tells us in revelation revelation 13 1 through 9 it said i stood up on the sea this is john speaking uh, I stood up on the sands of the sea and saw beasts rise up out of the sea, having seven heads, ten horns, and upon his horn, ten crowns, and upon his head, the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were of the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and 
the dragon gave him power, the dragon, Satan, Lucifer, gave him his power. So this person is possessed and his seat in great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death and his wound, wound and his deadly wound was healed and all the world wondered after the beast. So for those that say, oh, I'm, I'm waiting until the, I'm going to be saved during the tribulation period. Listen, there's a lot that's going to be happening during the tribulation period that that's going to persuade your mind. And especially since the Holy Ghost is not going to be here for uh, during the tribulation period. There, no one would be filled with the Holy Ghost during the tribulation period. Uh, you're not part of the Jewish uh, inheritance that, that is spoken about. Um, that that has been prophesied. We are in the dispensation of grace. We are gent considered Gentiles, and this is our time of salvation. And the Bible said, and they worship the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worship the beast. This is speaking those that got left behind. The beast saying, who is, and they were saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies and power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months. And so this, this uh, individual that rises up during the tribulation period that is going to have the hearts of men and women alike worldwide is going to do a lot of great speaking, a lot of great signs and wonders, a lot of blasphemies against God. And uh, those that are here are going to be exposed to that. So what you saw and have experienced over the past uh, years or so with all the emotional climate over an individual who is not sovereign God is nothing to be compared to what's going to happen during the tribulation period. The Bible continues to say, and he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. So this enemy is going to blaspheme uh, uh, the name of God, the tabernacle, and all of us that are caught up. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Uh, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life. Uh, the book of life that was uh, written in uh, the lamb that had been slain before the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. Some things are an eye opener. I hope your eyes are open. Uh, you will not be able to unsee it and you're not going to be able to unhear it uh, once you have been exposed. And so tonight we're talking about the acts of the Holy Ghost and the fact that God keeps his word, no matter what, God is keeping his word. That's why we have to line up with the word of God. You know, when we line up with the word of God, when we truly walk the walk, not just talk the talk, but walk the walk, uh, it makes a difference in our lives. And we begin to see how God is orchestrating things, our affairs, how God is uh, is, is helping us to shed off the foolishness and shenanigans that, you know, when we were young, we were full of, of a lot of just young and dumb. 
but as we get older, as we start to mature in Christ, you know, we start to shed off those things. And, and so uh, uh, God keeps his word. Acts 13, 32, uh, beginning at the 32nd verse, it says, and we declared unto you think good, glad things, glad tidings, how that the promise which was made unto the fathers. Now, Paul, a new convert, uh, you know, some time has gone by, but he's still, you know, and he's with Minister uh, Barnabas. And Barnabas was a minister uh, already, and uh, uh, they were separated as a team to evangelize. They, they went out uh, into the field to, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I, I hope, you know, if you have not uh, shared the gospel with anyone, if you have not been out in the field, it's an experience. Uh, you need to go out. It's a it's the best feeling that there is to just stop a brother or a sister and to bless them with the word of God. Let someone know that God is thinking about them. You know, I I was going through, I pulled up in the parking lot someplace, and I saw uh, something that was going on. You know that uh, there was a day and time that you may have condoned. You know, there are things that we see people doing that we used to do. We see things that uh, people are doing that we would have condoned. But once you get saved and God has opened your eyes up, you know, you understand where that person is at. And they may be in a situation that they're doing things uh, for the sake for money. They may be doing it because of whatever, they, a broken spirit. If you ever had your spirit broken, then you know what I'm talking about. If you've ever been hurt, wounded you know what i'm talking about it will people will do things that they when they were younger uh, maybe as a teenager uh, you know as a that, that they may said I, I would never do that and then as they start to reach certain stages in their life and and things go on and the enemy find a, a, a avenue to manipulate that person find a, a way in uh, they'll you'll find yourself doing things that you said you would never do and so uh, they're out sharing the gospel. And it's important for us to share the gospel with everybody, no matter who they are, what they're doing, uh, to share the gospel. And so the Lord had Paul and, 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 and Barnabas separated to go out and share the gospel. And many that say they believe uh, are uh, spread a lot more than, than Jesus Christ. And we don't want to do that. We want to spread Christ. Uh, Christ, uh, for some, is nowhere in the picture. Uh, their agenda is hidden and it's about other things, but ours is about Jesus Christ and the saving of souls. Brother Paul, Minister Barnabas, and they took John in company with them, encountered some hospitality as well as resistance. Uh, you're going to deal with some with disembodied and embodied spirits along the way as you do the will of God. But let me tell you, he's God and can't nobody withstand him. Now, they can talk from a distance. They can say all that they want to say, uh, but but they're not going to get in God's face. And, and, and as long as we line up with the word of God, God will give us wisdom and knowledge how to deal with people. And, and he empowers us to be a witness. He empowers us to deal with disembodied as well as embodied spirits along the way. You must take the opportunity, take the opportunity uh, to allow God to complete his calling through you.
it's important, and I can't stress this enough, that you uh, unbury the gift, whatever gift God is giving you, uh, to unbury it, unwrap it, let it go. Let God have his way. Let the gift be at work in your life. And let me tell you, uh, God knows how to speak clearly. Uh, he's not going to have you doing, uh, well, he could have you doing some things, but but listen, God know how to talk to you just like I'm speaking to you right now and give you instructions and those same instructions he know how to give through you to another individual just talking regular talk, just having a conversation. You don't know, uh, God uh, will just give you the right words to say for that person. And so uh, Paul said, we declare unto you glad tidings. I'm, I'm bringing some good news to you. The prophets called it. You know, the prophets of old, they called it uh, before it came to pass. They called it. And so Second Peter uh, 1, 20 through 21 says, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old times by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. You know, the word of God and what we present is not about our personal opinion. It's about giving to you, the listener, as well as receiving it for ourselves, the unadulterated truth. Receiving the word of God without it being sugarcoated, uh, you know, without it being um, modified in any way. Now, God knows how to uh, give us his word and he knows how to give it to us like as if it was soft as cotton candy and it would be impactful. Uh, but it's not our job to take the word of God and manipulate it in any kind of way that it becomes diluted. That's what I want. We don't want the word of God to be diluted in any kind of way. And so prophecy is defined as a prediction. Some are practicing being a wonder. Now, uh, prophecy exists in the church and it exists for a reason. Uh, it is, But however, it is not a gift to make the individual be a wonder. You know, oh, prophet, I'm prophet so-and-so. And, -so, and I, I'm, no, listen, the gift, the gift works, but it's not, none of the gifts, pastoral, teacher, evangelist, uh, none of those gifts, uh, apostle was not ever meant to exalt an individual uh, to be considered a wonder, to place them upon a pedestal. I'm Bishop Alf. No, you're, you're, uh, you're a brother that got saved and, and now you hold a certain position in leadership and administration, but it is not intended to take God's glory. Deuteronomy 18.22, it says, when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord have not spoken. So someone is in your ear telling you something and, you know, and I don't care how charismatic they might appear to be. If that thing didn't come to pass, seven days, you got to check them. If it didn't come to pass, there's going to be a not. If it did not happen, it was not from the Lord. It wasn't of God. That thing was not spoke. This is what the scripture says. This is what the Bible says. But the prophet have spoken it presumptuously. And so you don't want to do David prayed and said, Lord, keep back thy servant from presumptuous sin. 
We're not trying, we're not doing, we're not practicing doing anything. We're doing the will of God. And if God has not spoken it, then it's not, it's not going to come to pass. It's spoken presumptuously. You know, I, I've watched ministers in, in service where they see, they watch the body language of people and something that may be said that may be in their heart. And then they key in on someone that is that because of their body language. But let me tell you something. We're not playing that hocus pocus stuff. We ain't playing that puffing stuff, all that mess. You know, this is for real. People's souls are, are, are real. And so uh, you only have one soul. You only have one opportunity, you know, and we want to get this right. And so the only way to get it right is to follow the word of God, which means you have to know what the word of God is saying. And so the Bible tells us again in Jeremiah 28, 9, it said, the prophet which prophesied of peace, when the word of the Lord, uh, when the word of the prophet shall come to pass, then shall that prophet be known that the Lord hath truly sent him. So God identifies uh, that if it doesn't come to pass, then we know that it's not a true prophecy and that word was done presumptuously. But if it comes to pass, then that was truly sent of the Lord. Give God the credit. Uh, Thank the, thank the man of God or the woman of God or the child, whoever God used for allowing them to humble themselves and be used of the Lord. But that person, uh, my, no matter who they are, is not to be placed upon a pedestal because they are not sovereign. The word came from the Lord. And so and we do honor. We do honor and respect whom God used. Don't don't get me wrong in what I'm saying. I just want to make sure that we all understand. And because God said, I will not give my glory to another. And so that will get an individual in trouble. Now, I want you to notice the multiple references or witness of prophecies throughout the scripture. Therefore, every word is being established. Uh, Paul is ministering the word of God, and he is giving reference to other scriptures in his speech, in his exhortation. And so there are witnesses uh, the scripture testify you know, and they're promoting uh, the promise of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, Paul is preaching the written word of promise. That's what we preach, the written word of promise. What God has spoken is going to come to pass, is going to happen. If God said, I will bless you, if you're obedient and faithful, you're not serving other gods, then you're going to be the head and not the tail. You're going to be lender and not a borrower because you're following what I'm saying. Then uh, then that's the word. That's a covenant. That's a promise that God has made because there's a condition that has been placed there. And, and so uh, when we follow the word of God or we're preaching the word of God, then we have to also mention all the conditions that God has put in place. And so it is a fulfillment. It is the, the rise of Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, Paul deals with the obedience to the word of God, which produces fruit. And the true prophet will confirm it as a witness of God as the Holy Ghost moves them. Now, uh, the Bible lets us know plainly that out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. So uh, God knows how to send the word and God may place something in your heart, place something uh, that, you know, it could be a calling in your life and, you know, that something is going to occur uh, in your life that's going to um, uh, fortify you, that's going to elevate you spiritually, that's going to lift you up uh, and even in your natural and God know how to send it and send multiple 
confirmations of that through individuals. And so God always has more than just uh, one person saying the same thing. And so we want to keep our dependency on the word of God and not an individual. Uh, his word is going to endure forever, not the individual. I'm here today and I'm giving it. I'm, I'm, I've pledged unto the Lord. I'm his servant. I'm his prisoner. I'm pouring myself out for him. Use me up, Lord. Uh, use me until I'm no more. And so that could very well come to an end at any time. But the word of God is going to continue on forever. And so uh, uh, Paul deals with this as Luke is, is recording. Uh, God hath fulfilled the same unto us, their children, and that he have raised up Jesus again. In other words, Jesus did what he was going to do. He came to die for, this, for, the, for you and I. Uh, it was all about you. It's all about me. And so he shed his blood on the cross and God raised him up uh, again, as it is written in the Psalms. Uh, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. The fulfillment of Psalms 2, and I'm reading verse 1 through 7. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth have set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heaven shall laugh. The Lord hath uh, them in, uh, in duration. And then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. It's important to note the resurrection. It's important. It's important to know the resurrection every day, not on the uh, holiday that has been set aside, which is known as Easter, which existed before. It existed before they were celebrating Easter as a pagan holiday. Uh, and if you recall and have been following on with us in the book of Acts, uh, they had arrested Peter and they would they were going to present him during the Easter celebration, the God of fertility uh, during that celebration. And uh, the Lord opened that cell up and Peter escaped and and it didn't happen. The guards was put to death and and uh, Herod also lost his life because he did not give the glory to God uh, afterwards uh, during the process that had went on. And so it, it means the, the resurrection it is the means by which God distributed the promised blessing that you and I are being offered. You and I are benefiting from the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is salvation. If God had not risen from the dead, we would not have salvation. If Jesus Christ, God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. The Bible tells us, I believe it's in, in, in Acts. Uh, also, we will cross that this bridge uh, soon, but it lets us know that, that God shed his blood and he tells us not to be lords over his flock. And so the promise of God that has been released uh, during the resurrection, if they would have known what they was doing when they crucified him, they would not have done it. 
And if they would have known and would have continued on to crucify him, then it would have triggered the events that Daniel saw, and, and which meant that, that they, the church would have been caught up at that moment. And, and hopefully whoever bosom you was in would have been caught up, not that you would have known it. But thank God, this day and time, you've had, you can make a decision for yourself, and I hope you've chosen Jesus. Acts 34, excuse me, 1334 says, and asked concerning that he raised him up from the dead, now no more to return to corruption. He said on this wise, I give you the sure mercies of David. Now, Isaiah 55 and 3 says, everyone that thirsts come, ye that uh, ye uh, to the water, and he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come by wine and milk without money and without price. Therefore, do ye spend money for that which is not bread? Why, why are you wasting your time for things that are not going to benefit you? And your labor for that which satisfies not. You know, we, we always searching for eye candy because we're not satisfied. We see something new and we see something different and we just got to. He said, hearken diligently unto me and eat ye that which is good. And let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear and come unto me here and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Go out. Uh, and so we have to uh, let God. God sent out an invitation. God sent out an invitation that is still riding the ways of time, is riding through the dispensation of grace right now, that we should incline our ear and come unto him here and allow our souls to live. And he will make an everlasting uh, covenant. God will keep his word unto us, even the sure mercies of David. Souls are thirsty. People are hungry and have wasted time and effort on methods and things that have not worked. And God is saying, it's here for the taking. It's here, I'm offering it to you. Verse 35 says, wherefore, he said also in another Psalm, thou shall not suffer thy holy one to seek corruption. Psalm 16 and 10 says, for thou will not leave my soul in hell, neither shalt thou suffer thy holy one to seek corruption. Now, 1 Peter 3, 18 through 20 says, For Christ also have once suffered for sin, the just for the unjust, us. Uh, he was just, we were unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime were disobedient. That was those that were before Christ that were uh, sometimes disobedient, but they were waiting for the promise and looking for redemption uh, because they had heard the prophecy, they heard the word of God. However, they died before uh, Christ was born. And so Isaiah 63 and one gives us some insight to that. It says, who is this that has come from Eden with dyed garments from Bazarah? This that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength. I that speak in righteousness, mighty to save, this is Jesus, as Peter uh, spoke about Christ going down 
preaching to those that were sometime disobedient. And Isaiah has prophesied and spoke and talked about what they would see. Uh, and the Lord was mighty and spoken righteousness and mighty to save. Luke 24, 45 and 47 says, then, then opened he their understanding, the disciples and those that were there uh, following Christ, that they might understand the scripture and said unto them, thus it is written and thus it behoove Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. The 36th verse says, for David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep. He, he, David went to sleep and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. So uh, when he said, this is my beloved son, when he talks about not allowing his holy one to uh, suffer corruption, it was not talking about David. David was a prophet and understood the word of God. And as the Lord spoke to him, that he, he was not the one. It was Christ that was going to come. David, the prophet and king, died. All other men and women that said they would rise or even, uh, even hope of some miraculous resurrection are still in the grave. Listen, people have, have uh, claimed to see Elvis all over the place. And you, you know that we've heard it down through the years. Elvis did leave the building. And he's going to rise one day. Um, and based upon his life, not your opinion, he's going to rise either in the first or the second resurrection. Uh, Daddy Rich. Daddy Rich is everybody that claimed to be rich and had something to, that they were spending and enjoying, doing it their way and having as much fun as they could. And others will either be part of the first or the second resurrection. What, which, if the Lord tarry and your time, your, your temporary assignment uh, phases out, are you going to be part of the first or the second resurrection? Which part, which one will you be in? Will you be in the first or will you be in the second resurrection? I'll leave that for you to look up and answer. And that's going to be based upon the life that you live on either one of those. The 37th verse says, but he whom God raised again saw no corruption. Be it known unto you therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sin. That's what we're talking about, the forgiveness of sin. And by him, all that believe are justified from all things from which ye cannot be justified by the laws of Moses. And you can follow theology, you can follow philosophies and all that. But listen, the Bible says if you try to come up any other way, you're a thief and a robber. And so you want total forgiveness and you want justification, justification, uh, and which is something that you cannot get on your own, but is presented through Jesus Christ. Remember what the Lord said uh, uh, in the scripture? He, he says for us to come. And he says for us to come and uh, what that we should delight in, in him and let our souls be fattened and hear and our souls shall live and he'll make an everlasting covenant with us and we'll uh, certainly enjoy the mercies of David. And so we need to be justified through him. 40 verse, and I'm closing out here shortly, but it says, uh, beware therefore, at least that come upon you, which is spoken of 
prophets. Behold, ye despisers and wonders and pairs, for I work a work in your day, a work which ye shall in no wise believe, though a man declare it unto you. Paul points on several areas of concern uh, to the, his audience, and that is the failure to respond. Are you responding to what God says? And then there is the amazement. Oh, people are amazed. Oh, they're ooh, they're odd with what the testimonies they may hear or what they may see. Now, I'm not again, I'm not talking about that old fake stuff where somebody know your history, know your past. All of a sudden they prophesy something to you or, uh, you know, they, they lay hands on you and, you know, they're pushing you down. It's not the, truly the pop uh, and people walk around and all this amazement. I'm talking about true, the true word of God. The true word of God will leave you astonished, but that's not enough. Being astonished without faith, being astonished without repentance, walking around amazed at what God has done and not obedience to his word is not right. And so therefore it becomes a failure to respond. The 42nd verse says, and when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, they listened to what Paul had to say as Barnabas uh, was there saying amen, as John was there saying amen, as Luke was there saying amen and giving vent to God's word as they, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to, I just believe that they were sitting there and that they were all praying that the people would get it. And so the uh, the Bible says that when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. So the Jews and the Gentiles were in the same place, uh, able to hear the word of God. And we see another fulfillment here because Paul was called to be an apostle unto the Gentiles. And so in his uh, duties and responsibility that God had called him for, we see now a response uh, of the Gentiles seeking the word of God. We want to hear more. Do you want to hear more? You want to hear more about keeping God's word? That's what, that's what Cornerstone Apostolic Church is about. Uh, you want to know more about God? That's what we are about and I pray that you are about the same. And the Bible says, how, how can two walk together except they agree? And, and so we're, we should be in agreement about the word of God, that God keeps his word. He keeps his word. Yes, he does. And so with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your word this evening. Lord God, this time of exhortation, Lord God, and for those that are listening near and far, pray and ask that you would bless your word, uh, those that will hear it later as they rise up those that will go through their day some that will be laying down uh, to rest but maybe uh, listening uh, lord god and recapping what has been said father we pray and ask that you would bless them in the name of jesus lord god touch those that are in their mind those that are in the valley decision father we thank you right now lord god for all that you have done and all that you're going to do in jesus name amen Again, we just thank God for you, our listeners. I ask that you would continue to pray for us as we are praying for you. Uh, if you've been blessed by the, the word of God this evening, uh, please share the message with someone. Uh, tell them to, to Google SML uh, inside the pages. It is going to bring us up on, uh, on social podcast carriers. And so uh, with that being said, I want to remind you that the songs featured respectively the property of the songsters, the artists, and their producers. Again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson 
of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord.